0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. to the Word of God this morning. Amen. Did you come ready to receive something? What? Did you come ready to receive something this morning? Amen. Amen. And Now, I want you to open up your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. We're going to read this morning. Believe it or not, we're going to read from the Word of God. And uh, we're, we're starting a new series. We're going to do this over the next three weeks. Um, and the Lord began to impress this on my spirit. Uh, To teach on prayer, amen? We're going to talk about prayer for the next three weeks. The title of the series, if you want a title for it, is this. This is the way, understanding the importance and power of prayer. This is the way, understanding the importance and power of prayer. For anybody who's a Star Wars fan and catch the reference, you're welcome. Mandalorian. Matthew 21. We're going to start. Uh, we're going to read verse 13, but let me give you a little bit of context for this. So Jesus enters into the temple courts here, and he drives out all that we're buying and selling there, okay? So the temple had been made into something that it was never meant to be made. We say it like that. And so Jesus comes in, drives them out, says, Get out of here, doing that nonsense. And it goes on to say this, verse 13. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of praise? A house of teaching? Look, Jesus could have said anything here. Now, I realize he's quoting Isaiah here. And he could have changed the, the verbiage that Isaiah gave, the prophet. Could have changed those words. Could have done whatever he want, because he is the word made flesh. And Jesus doesn't say, my house should be called a house of teaching of the word. My house should be called a house of praise. My house should be called a house of joy. My house should be called a house of peace. He specifically says that my house should be a house of what? Prayer. This screams of the importance that Jesus saw that people of God, the church, should be a house filled with prayer. Amen? Amen? Jesus could have said anything here. So we can read it this way, that, listen to me, it is the way that God has for us, he shows us here, that our house, that our church should be a place, our temple should be a place of prayer. It should be a house of prayer. I want to, I want to echo this now. In 1 Thessalonians five seventeen it says, Pray without ceasing. Listen to me. Every believer is commanded and called to have a prayer life if you call on the name of Jesus guess what you should have a prayer life some of y'all real quiet this morning because you're going pastor I got to pray more yes your my house should be called a house of prayer and so the people that 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 actually enter into the house or the temple should be what people of prayer the house that The house can't be a house of prayer unless the people are people of prayer. There is no house of prayer without people who are willing to pray. And this church, I want to be known as a place of prayer. That's one of the reasons we launched our Wednesday night prayers that we do the last Wednesday of every month. For those of you who don't know, and maybe you've missed it on the announcements, the last Wednesday night of every month at 6.30 p.m., guess what we have? Prayer. An hour, about 45 minutes to an hour, we just intercede and we pray. And, you know, it's an incredible time to be recharged in your spirit, man. But not only that, it's an incredible time to prophesy and declare things in the atmosphere and see God move in our, in our midst. Can I tell you that the end of last, the, the beginning of last year, the beginning of 2022, we set out prayer points as a church and we said, let's pray over these things. Let's believe God for these things that take place in our church. And we weren't even doing prayer nights yet. This was just, I want you all to pray on your own time. <laughs> and guess what? By the end of 2022, we saw every single prayer point that we prayed for. Some of them were pretty big faith prayer points for us. I'm not going to lie. We saw every single prayer point take place and come to fulfillment because people decided to get on their knees and pray and say, Lord, let this take place. You need a prayer life. Think about this. Paul. Paul's had some terrible things done and happen in life, and he's screaming here in Thessalonians as he's writing. He's saying, Hey pray without ceasing no matter what's going on you pray yeah I understand things take place and have happened guess what you need to do? pray I understand everything goes good for a week guess what you still need to do? pray I understand and I get now now I want to rewind for a second let me go and say this just because Jesus didn't say my house should be known as a house that teaches the word doesn't mean that we don't need to teach the word okay don't be foolish but I am trying to, this morning, show you the importance that Jesus had on praying and why we need it. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But Paul had some terrible things take place. Could it be that Paul here is unlocking a weapon for, his, for the people that he's writing to and saying, Hey, I understand all this stuff takes place. Paul was beaten, shipwrecked. All these different things took place in his life. Could it be that he's imprisoned? And could it be that Paul is unlocking something secret for us saying... Listen, there is a peace that you can find whenever you pray. There is joy that you can find when you pray. There is breakthrough that you can find when you pray. There are good things that God desires to take place in your life. But guess what? You need to communicate and you need to pray. That's why he says pray in everything. Let me say this this morning. You don't need a special call or anointing to pray. He did not just anoint uh, 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 Pastor Chelsea to pray. He did not just anoint me to pray. He did not just anoint Mr. Newland to pray. He did not just anoint uh, Donna and Andy to pray. He didn't just anoint John and Claudia to pray. He didn't just anoint Miss Trish to pray. Guess what? If you're saved, you're breathing in this room, guess what? You have an anointing to pray. And you have a calling to pray. So you don't need it because you already have it. You already have that call and that anointing to pray. God doesn't have to sovereignly speak to you. Guess what? He did right there in the word. My house should be called a house of prayer. He did through Paul, praying all things, praying everything. He's already called you and told you what to do. He doesn't have to speak to you again. You don't have to get a prophetic word to pray. Don't come up to the, to the prayer teams at the end of service and say, I just need to know whether the Lord's calling, us to, calling me to pray about this or not. Yes, he is calling you to pray. There's your word. Praise God. Leave. Go pray. Stop being silly go pray you don't have to wait for a special moment to pray you know my dad he always did this and it's one of the things I picked up from him anybody pray so, so he talks about like going to your closet and pray we'll talk about the scripture in a minute I go to my shower and pray anybody I pray like Adam did commune with God Lord, I just thank you for this day. <laughs> I'll pray walking around. My dad used to do this. He'd walk around the church. Like Benny Hinn walking around. You know, he's praying. He'd just walk around sing, pray. Pray in the spirit. He'd walk around, declare things. Listen, you can pray anywhere. Anywhere. Because... I'm way ahead of myself because prayer is not about who can hear you and it's not about being super loud and screaming and it's not about shouting big words of vocabulary <laughs> it's about just communicating with God I do believe in the importance of speaking prayer not just thinking prayer and we can talk about that I'm not going to go there this morning we need to declare a thing, right? I do believe that we should speak prayer. I'm not saying don't ever think prayer because there are times and seasons, maybe you're at your work and you're talking to somebody and they're being really ugly to you and you're thinking, Lord, just help me not smack the spit off their lip right now in Jesus' name. Bless God. Sometimes you got to think prayers. But I do believe in the importance of speaking prayers. It's important to pray out loud. It's important. it's important for your kids to hear you pray. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Pastor Chelsea and I, we're not perfect at this. We do our best to make sure we have prayer nights, that we come together almost every night and pray together as a family in the mornings. Try our best. It doesn't always happen. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not saying you got to be perfect in prayer, but I'm saying that you need to make that an importance in your life. It needs to be important to your kids. They need to hear this. Amen? You don't have to get a prophetic word, though. Listen, you just got to pray, that Lord, help me when I go to Walmart, not get mad at someone and do something I regret, right? Lord, help me as I go to work, not feel overwhelmed or intimidated. Sometimes you need to pray that, Lord, don't let me be intimidated today by the situations that are going on. Lord, you've given me all power and all authority. I can overcome obstacles. I see Goliath in my way, but I can overcome it because you've given me the power. Sometimes you just need to pray in that way. Prayer is not something you just do when you're in trouble. I've said this and said this, and I'll say this and say this. Prayer is a precautionary. Prayer should not just be a reactionary response. It should be a precautionary practice. Not just knee-jerk praying. We're praying all the time. It's a practice that's within our life. It's something that we do on a daily basis. Because listen to me. If you'll pray, you'll keep yourself out of a lot of trouble. Prayer is designed to cut the enemy off at the pass. Prayer gives God... The legal right to intervene in the earth. Pastor Ken Blunt said it this way, and you may want to write this down. I love this. My heart leaped when I read it. He said it like this Prayer is an earthly license for a heavenly interference. Prayer is an earthly license for a heavenly interference. What's that mean? That means whenever you say God, you have your will, God can intervene. You have to give God the right, understand the way I say this this morning, because he gives you free will, but you got to say, God, I want your will in my life. Let me not make decisions out of my own flesh and what I want to do, but Lord, my prayer is let your spirit lead and guide me in all truth, in all things today. Lord, let your spirit lead me on what you're calling me to do. Prayer creates a highway for heaven to travel to earth. James 5 and 16 says this. You can write this, you can write that down if you want to. It says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? Availeth much. It avails much, availeth much, does a bunch. Whichever translation you got, that's the country bumpkin translation. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now I want to do this real quickly before we get too much further into this message. I want to demystify prayer. A lot of people, and I've kind of already alluded to this, but a lot of people have made prayer something is absolutely not. And they've made it a show and a showmanship of who has the greatest vocabulary. Like, seriously, like, like you, some of you laugh, maybe you've never been around that, but I have been around people who get up and pray and are praying words. I don't even think they know what it means. You know what I'm saying? They're like, they're praying words and like, let me Google that word. That word does not fit the what you just prayed, okay? They're just using words to try to sound smart and eloquent no, don't do that it's not about who can pray the loudest listen, I pray loud whenever I pray, I'm not going to lie I pray loud, it's not because my prayers are better than yours but it's just because I get really passionate when I pray, like I lose my voice and it cracks, people make fun of me all the time you hear it when I preach all the time, I'm like hey everybody you know, Lord says you know 30 going on 31 still making my way through puberty I guess It's not about who can yell the loudest. It's not weird. Prayer is not a weird thing. It's not loud for the sake of being loud. It's not a show. It's not some weird portal that only opens at certain times of the day. Time is eleven eleven. The prayer portal is open at this time. Lord, I just thank you. Right now you hear my prayers because it's eleven eleven. Like, no. The stars look very nice tonight. Jesus is listening. No, it's not weird. Stop being strange. You're being weird for the sake of weird. God does not move in the weird. <laughs> Quote that. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of communication. And the simplest form. It's a form of communication. We used to teach this, and I've taught it here before. You know, We did kids' church for many, many years, so we had to find ways to communicate to four-year-olds what prayer is. <laughs> That's fun. And I found sometimes 40-year-olds are a lot like four-year-olds. Sometimes you just don't get it at times. I said it like, it would say it like this, like prayer is like picking up your phone and calling God. We used to call this silly. It's their hotline to heaven. It is you pick up your phone And you talk to God. When you pray and you go in your bedroom. hmm. When you pray and you go in your room. You say, Lord, this is what I need. Lord, I need peace. I've got fear in my life. I need peace. You're talking, communicating straight to God. There is no interference that's taking place when it comes from here. There's no interference between you and God. God's listening and hearing your voice. He longs to hear the prayers of his children. And I think sometimes you might need to view yourself in that way that I really am. I'm a child of God. And when God hears me, he longs to hear me. And he wants to hear me. And then he wants to move from me. It's communication. His word says in James 4, you have not because what? You ask not. You have not because you ask not. If you don't communicate to God what you need, he can't help. You need to communicate to him. You have to call on him for his power, his grace, his anointing, his freedom, his joy. Even as we did this morning, we're asking God, God, move on our behalf. Move in this place. See the mountain moved in my life. You know, think about it like with my kids, if they need something, and they need something a lot. Dad, dad, dad. Dad, 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 dad. Anybody else in this room? Dad, 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 daddy, dad, 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 daddy, mom, 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 mom. They're like the, the they're like the, 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 mine, mine, mine. Yeah, like finding Nemo, email. Like, mom, mom, dad. You know what I'm talking about? That's what they're like sometimes. <laughs> Asking all the time, dad, I need this. Dad, pull me some own juice. Dad, pull me some own juice. You want orange juice? Okay, I got you, bud. But guess what? I don't just interpret and think, hmm, they need orange juice. He does what? Out of his mouth, he asks, Dad, can I have some orange juice? And you know what? Honestly, sometimes <laughs> I correct him, and he's like, Dad, give me orange juice. I'm like, can I have some orange juice, son? <laughs> like, like, listen, we just begin to ask God what we, ha- what we need, and he begins to move he begins to move the scripture said and listen prayer is not about showmanship it's not about how long you can pray either some of you praying for 10 minutes and you're saying the same thing for 10 minutes there's been no new declaration you're just shouting the same thing and i mean maybe you really feel impressed by the spirit to do that but listen to me bishop hammond always said it like this It's not about the length. It's about the strength. That's the prayer life. It's not about how long you can pray. It's about the fervency you pray with. It's about the conviction that you pray with. Amen? Matthew 6, 6 and 7. You don't turn there either. You can just write those down. Matthew 6, 6 and 7 says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray... Do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Prayer does not have to be super long and wordy. Sometimes the most powerful prayers are, Lord, I need this and I need you to do it in my life now in Jesus' name. That doesn't mean there's, never a, there's not time for times that the Lord just flows through you and begins to pray and declare things, God, okay, I want you to hear me because, like on our Wednesday night prayers, things oftentimes only people who get up and pray for five minutes over one subject, and that's good too. We need that. But and there are times that also though people have gotten up and we've asked them to pray over certain things because it's corporate prayer, so we ask someone to pray over certain topics, and they're like, "This is all I feel led to pray." And I said, I, "You know what I would say? Pray. Just just pray what the Lord leads you. Then if it's if you get the mic for thirty seconds, twenty seconds." As long as you prayed what was on your heart and your conviction of what the Lord was speaking, then that's good. That's what we needed in that moment. You don't have to possess a refined vocabulary. Yell to God for Him to hear you. God loves to hear your prayers. Prayer is a way that we come into greater agreement and alignment with His Word. James 5, we said this earlier, The prayers of a what righteous man are powerful and effective, effective or avail much. Listen, your prayer is powerful. But if you want effective prayer, it starts with righteousness starts with righteousness. Righteousness means this, being saved and agreeing with his word. Being saved and agreeing with his word. Amen? There it is, right there. That's what you need for strong prayers. But I also want to give you seven ingredients for a delicious prayer cake. I want to give you seven, seven ingredients for your prayer to become powerful and effective. Seven ingredients, seven primary ingredients for prayer to become powerful and effective. Number one is this, the word, the word of God. John 1, I mean, 1 John 5, 14, and 15. You can read that at your own time. But it says this, I'll read verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have what we have asked for of him. Listen, I'll, let me go back to verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will. What is his will? Anything you find about you in the word of God is his will for you. Any promise of God is not reserved just for certain people. The promises of God are yes and amen. They are yes and amen for those that are saved and that are standing in righteousness, okay? Whenever you are doing that, those promises are yes and amen for your life. So whenever we pray things in according to His will, it says what? It says, He hears us. Now, this is the flip side, because there's kind of two ingredients, if you will. Because the word gives us something the word gives us faith the word gives us faith to pray meaning this the bible says the bible says this it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god what's that mean that means whenever you hear the word your faith is built which also means this you got to know his word to know his will if you don't know the Word, you don't know His will, and you're praying things that are your own fleshly understanding of what you want, and we need to pray what His will is. And we're going to talk about that more next week. we got to pray what His will is. John fifteen seven. I know I'm giving you a lot of Scripture, these, and the reason I'm not having to pull it up today is because I'm giving you a lot. There's a lot of text. So you just write that, that reference down, and you can come back to it. John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. Ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. Listen, in order to have a strong prayer life, you must have a strong word life. In order to have a strong prayer life, you must have a strong word life. Everything we pray should line up with the Word of God. Everything that we pray should line up with the Word of God. Number two is this. The blood. The blood of Jesus. Or we could say righteousness. Therefore, Hebrews 10, 19. Hebrews 10, 19. 19. I'm going to give you text for all these so you have something to go to. Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, or we can say boldness, to enter the most holy place, listen, by the blood of Jesus. What gives us confidence is what? The blood of Jesus. Being washed by the blood gives us boldness. Salvation must happen before Successful prayers happen. Salvation must take place before successful, fervent, powerful prayer takes place. Because listen, we don't sneak in the back door of heaven hoping for a crumb of the throne of grace. I enter boldly into the throne of grace where I receive grace and mercy. I I enter boldly whenever I pray. I don't pray like this. Lord just please, like I am nothing but a lowly person because that's not true. That's why I don't pray that. Because the Bible says that we're joint heirs with the Father. Joint heirs with Jesus. Which means, guess what? You're you're pretty important. (laughs) Break that mindset off you that you're nothing but a lowly child, petulant child, only worthy of the crumbs of His throne. No. The blood washes you and gives you boldness. So when I pray, I pray, Lord, I'm going to preach this next week. But first off, I lift high the name of Jesus in my life. And I, and I pray boldly, Lord, I lift your name up in this place. Lord, I lift your name up in my heart. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the God who saves, heals, and delivers. And then I begin to pray in boldness, declaring and prophesying what I believe the Lord wants to see take place in my life, and I pray for His will to take place in my life. We boldly approach the throne. I've, my dad's always said it like this, and I'll say it like this, too. Um, as you can tell, I listened to my dad a lot. <laughs> but we used to go to my um, grandparents' house every Sunday afternoon for lunch. And our family lives by this kind of if, if I have it it's yours too okay we're very giving and loving towards one another and my grandpa he cooked lunch for us every Sunday he did years of catering but he would cook us bless God I need one of these soon a filet mignon every Sunday afternoon and the man knew how to grill a steak and knows how to grill a steak I don't order steaks at steak houses because nothing touches grandpa's steak okay that's just the facts just facts so we go there every Sunday afternoon and we eat. They make steak and mashed potatoes, the whole nine yards. bring out all the you know, good stuff, mac and cheese, whatever. We ask for fried okra. Also, fried okra, the best fried okra you ever had in your life is from my grandpa. I don't know about you, I would rather have fried okra at a movie than popcorn. If they could do that, AMC, somebody make it happen, you will get my money. As long as you do the okra right fry it nice and crispy. Don't give me that soggy mess. I want it crispy. Bless God. I need to find some more with okra today. So, we go there, and we had what we called the family door, which was the garage access door, which he left his garage open. And whenever we showed up, there was, they had these giant refrigerators and refrigerators. I said refrigerators. (laughs) they had these giant refrigerators and freezers at Grandpa's. And we could walk in, and guess what? Whenever we walked in, not only did we just enter boldly into the door, but we grabbed our drinks before we walked in. I didn't walk in and say, Grandpa, can I just please have like a Diet Mountain Dew? Which he always had stocked full, because that's all of our favorite drink. You know what I did? I walked in and said, I'll take that, thank you very much, and then walked in. And I give that illustration to say this. Stop, once again, stop viewing yourself as somebody who has to beg God to do anything in your life if the promises of God are yes and amen over your life, declare and prophesy the promises of God are yes and amen. Healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Restoration is mine. My children will serve the Lord. That is mine. My kids will know the the voice of the Lord uh, uh, from a young voice and they'll never stray. That promise is mine. You just begin to pray the promises of God over your life and you're coming into accordance with His will because it was already my grandpa's will that I could have whatever was in that refrigerator, whether it was the IBC root beers or whether it was a Diet Mountain Dew, I could choose whatever I wanted because he had already said, he had already said, I paid for this and put it in the place that it needs to be. Now you just walk up and you begin to take what you want from there and say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. You have that boldness. You should have that boldness in prayer. Lord, whatever you say about me, it's mine jesus name Do you believe that today so the blood number three the name the name the name the name the name is this listen it says this in in philippians 2 9 and 10 therefore god exalted himself to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth the name of jesus has all power and all authority the prayer, prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus, how you should pray. That's why whenever I pray, this is my conviction that I believe. I believe it's important to pray, whatever you pray, in Jesus' name. I really, I, I don't pray in His name. I don't pray in your name, whose name. I make sure the devil knows that I'm praying in Jesus' name. Because, look at this. Therefore God exalted himself to the highest place and gave him the name that's above every other name, that every knee, that that at the name of what? Jesus. Every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and where? And under the earth. That means whenever I speak Jesus, everything else has to surrender. When I speak Jesus... When I say yes and amen to the promises that I find through the blood of Jesus, and I speak Jesus over those things, guess what? Everything else has had a stranglehold and tried to hold things back has to surrender and bow in the name of Jesus because I just spoke the name that's above every other name. You need to use the name of Jesus. You need to use the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus has this. It gives us this. Listen, if we use the name, it gives us authority. When we use the name, it gives us authority. Jesus said it like this in John 16... John 16, 23 through 24. You can read this later. John 16. I'm going to give you just a, a snippet of what, what Jesus said here. It says, whatever you ask the Father in what? In my name. In my name. It's Jesus speaking. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. Jesus says, whenever you pray in Jesus' name. It's important to pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number four, we're going to keep going. I want to get you guys out at a decent time. Fervency. Fervency Fervency is important. Remember, we're talking about seven ingredients to give you effective and powerful prayer. This is more of a teaching series. We're not going to preach as much. We're going to teach because it's important that the church knows how to pray. Fervency. We already read the scripture, but the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? Avails much. So fervency does this. Listen, fervency causes you to pray with passion. Fervency causes you to pray with passion. Passion, Wimpy and powerless prayers is caused because of lack of fervency. And listen, what you're passionate about, you will show fervency towards. You know, our son, he's nine years old. And if anybody else has had kids in here or been around kids enough, you'll know. They go through times and seasons of things that they love. Or maybe you were like this as a kid. And uh, my kids, Levi, went from Pokemon, I think, to like... To something else, one of those other trading card things, and then he went to uh, football. It was a really weird change all of a sudden. It was like we were in this anime stuff, and now we're like football. You know, Lord heard my prayers, and um, <laughs> and he's continuing to hear my prayers because now he's big into wrestling. That kid is all about wrestling. I am canceling your prayers. He needs to be in, into manly things. Bless God. Anyways. <laughs> so, Levi, in the car, not going to lie, sometimes this kid starts to annoy me. And the other parents know what I'm talking about. Love him dearly. Would, do any, would give my life for that kid. <laughs> But I don't mean sometimes I don't want to just tell you to shh. What? No, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. But he'll talk and talk about WWE wrestling. I mean, he will talk your ear out very fervently. Did you know, Dad, that this takes place? And then Roman Reigns, can you believe it? He's been champion for like three years. And I'm so ready for somebody else to be WWE champion because I'm tired of Roman Reigns being the WWE champion. We need somebody else to be WWE champion. Do you think Cody Rhodes is going to beat him at WrestleMania? I don't know, son. I, you, have to, you have to watch it. But maybe so. I would hope so because I'm tired of Roman Reigns too. But anyways, and so we just, he's fervent though about it. He's very strong-willed and has a very strong uh, um, uh, thoughts about certain things. Why is that? Because there is a passion that is stirred up within him about those things. I'm about to step on your toes. I'm sorry. But some of you, the reason your prayer life is so weak, is because you're not passionate about his word. Let's go back to point one. What's the number one effective thing for prayer? The word. If the word gets stirred up in in you and you have been washed in the blood of Jesus and you know the name has all power and authority in your life, guess what? There will naturally be a fervency and a passion that gets stirred up within your spirit, man, whenever you begin to pray. You won't pray, Lord, I just thank you, Jesus, that you'll do something good for me today, maybe, I don't know. That's not how you're going to pray. You're going to declare a thing. You're saying, Lord, I thank you right now that you're moving in my life. I thank you and I know that you desire good things for me because I'm a child of God. I thank you Lord, that you're turning all things around for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose and his will. I thank you Lord that in my life by your stripes I'm made whole and I'm healed. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. No demon can touch this. You can't touch this. Lord I put my foot down right now and I call my home holy ground and I decree and I declare that my children will know the voice of the Lord. They'll never stray from your voice that, that, that in the last days your spirit will be out on all flesh and the sons and daughters will prophesy. So I prophesy and I declare right now that my sons and my daughters will prophesy and they will speak the word of the Lord and they will speak of the goodness of God all the days of their life. They'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I will know your voice. I'll be led by the Spirit. I won't walk in the flesh but I'll walk in the Spirit so I don't fulfill those lusts. So Lord I just thank you for your will, your purpose, your plan, your calling on my life. I give you praise, honor, and glory for everything you've done, you're doing, and you're going to do in Jesus' name, amen. That's how you're going to pray. There's going to be a fervency that stirs up within you, and you're going to declare the word of God. Because you know it. But you got to know it before that fervency gets stirred up. It's like that, what's that old song? One, and just two, and then it goes back to number one. Some of you got to go back to one. You got to know the word first before you even start looking at at the the blood and the name and the fervency. You got to go back to one. All right, back to one. Go back to one. (laughs) Learn the word and then go forward. Amen? Because what you're passionate about, you show fervency towards doesn't mean you have to yell but it does mean you should be persuaded in what you're praying therefore passion should come from you an availing prayer life is much more than a cold or casual approach to the throne of grace availing prayer is fervent and effectual it is passionate it has passion behind it whenever you really are persuaded what you're praying it's also not this i'm gonna say this it's not praying over your food some of y'all say, i got a great prayer life. I pray at 11 o'clock and I pray at 5 o'clock every day. Lunch and dinner, Pastor. My relationship with the Lord is stellar. I'm glad your food's blessed, but your, your family's not. You got you to gotta talk to God. When people are with you and when people aren't with you. There are times I know Pastor Chelsea prays that I don't even know about. There are times that I pray that she don't even know about. And there are times we pray together as a family. All of it's important. You need a prayer life. You need an independent prayer life by yourself. Stop relying on your spouse to be your prayer life. You pray. Husbands, stop stop relying on your wife to be your prayer life. You pray. Wives, stop relying on your husbands to be your prayer life. You pray. And then pray together. It's good for you. Amen? Number five is this, perseverance. Colossians 4.2 tells us to continue in prayer. What does perseverance give us? It gives us determination. Perseverance gives us determination in our prayer life. We must make prayer something we do daily and persevere and determine not to stop. I'm going to give you a really big nugget of wisdom this morning. Are you ready for this? This is going to blow your hair back in the wind. For those of you who don't have hair, I'm sorry. But (laughs) you're just going to feel the wind of his spirit. That's what it's going to (laughs) be. The more you pray, the more you can pray. Amazing. Powerful. The more you pray, the more you can pray. What am I saying? I'm saying because you begin to build up a discipline in your life because prayer life is a discipline it really is you don't feel led to pray all the time you don't wake up in the morning and your back hurts you don't feel led to pray over it you feel led to complain about how bad it hurts I know I have back pain bad every morning listen Your Kids are acting crazy before bedtime. (laughs) You don't feel led to pray. You feel led to lay hands on people right now. (laughs) Just, Lord, put them out in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Sometimes you just feel, they're acting crazy like, Lord, fill this empty vessel, in Jesus' name. Sometimes you just, you don't feel led to do it because it's a discipline that you have to make. It's a muscle that you have to work. It's something that you have to do in repetition. But as you do it in repetition, there is perseverance that gives you a determination to continue to pray. Amen? Number six. Y'all still with me? I'm coming to a close. Y'all can hear. I'm, I'm almost at seven. Some of y'all go back to one. <laughs> Number six. Thanksgiving. Colossians 4.2. Continue in prayer and continue in the same with Thanksgiving. Continue in prayer, continue in the same. In the same meaning prayer, with thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6, be be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, what? With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. What does thanksgiving give us? So as we're giving thanks, what does it give us? It gives us vision. Thanksgiving gives us vision. Because you begin to see the answer before it takes place gives you vision of what you're supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to see it. When we pray thankful and not with worry, we see that God will provide the provision that is needed, the answer that is needed, and the way that is needed. Whenever we pray with thanksgiving, it gives us vision to know that God provides. Thankfulness and understanding does this. It makes you understand that he will turn all things around for the good of those who love him, and call it according to his purpose. And that causes your prayer to be even more effective because you will see the work of his hand throughout your life. We did that this morning. We were called and thought on all the great things that God's done in our life. And with thankful prayers, we declared and we prophesied, Lord, let things move and change. And so that's what happens whenever we pray with thanksgiving. And last thing is this, number seven, confession. Confession. Job twenty-two, twenty-eight. Job 22, 28, you want to turn there. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. We'll also declare a thing and it will be established for you. What does confession bring? It's really pastory here, okay? Confession brings possession. Confession brings possession. Confessing empowers your prayer. There's a law called the law of attraction, and and it's this. Whenever what you begin to speak, you begin to see take place. It's an actual scientific law. So whenever you begin to speak things, these things begin to take place in your life. So what's that mean for us as Christians? We have an even greater promise. And so we can stand, and we can, whenever we begin to feel sick, we can stand and begin to decree and declare and confess, I'm healed in Jesus' name, and proclaim that. When you're having financial struggles in your life, you can begin to decree and declare, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. I have, I, I, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will, I, Lord, I thank you that you provide, that you're my provider, Lord, that you will provide what I have need of in the time that we need it, Lord. You can begin to pray these things over yourselves. When your kids aren't serving God, you can begin to see it in the spirit. Once again, because we're confessing, we're confessing, it's going to bring possession. Me and my entire household shall be saved. When you're fearful, you can stand strong in in the word and say, Lord, I thank you in the name of the Lord. is a strong tower where the rights run into it and find safety. We're safe there. We thank you for that, Jesus. And we can begin to speak peace over your life. You can declare Psalm 91 over yourself. You know, I went through a real season of fear in my life back in 2012 through 2013. I couldn't sleep at night for, I mean, a year almost, full year, no sleep. I'm talking about like maybe an hour a night, a couple hours here or there. And you know what? I had to pray, and I had to do these things. I had to persevere in prayer. I had to make it a determination that I'm going to pray until I, until I'm going to pray until I see the freedom, the breakthrough. Some of you are going to have to continue to pray and decree and declare things. Amen. Miss Donna, will you come and play, please? Jesus said as he went to Lazarus' tomb before before he prayed, and before he went there, he said this simple prayer. He said this: "Father." I thank you that you have heard me. Simple prayer. Before he went went to the tomb and prayed this simple three-word prayer, because remember, prayer's not about how long it is. He said, you know what the prayer was over Lazarus? Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, Lazarus. Anybody know that Carmen song? Anybody? Yeah. Come forth. He said... Lazarus, come forth. Before he prayed that simple three-word prayer, though, he said, Lord, I thank you that you have heard me. It's a confession. It's confessing, Lord, I thank you that you're hearing me. And now I boldly decree and declare this. Listen, when you confess boldly your prayers, God hears you and answers you. I'm going to go over this one more time. Seven ingredients for prayer to become effective. If you missed one, here they are again. Number one, the Word of God gives you faith. Number two, the blood, which gives you boldness. Number three, the name of Jesus, which gives you all authority. Number four, fervency, which gives you passion. Number five, perseverance, which creates determination to continue to pray. Number six is thanksgiving, which gives you a vision for what he wants to do. And number seven is confession, which brings possession into your life. Listen, I believe that as you apply these things and you come into this understanding that prayer is important and there's power in it. It's not just words that we speak. There's power whenever we pray because Jesus hears. Whenever you do this, I believe that your your atmosphere can change. I believe that the situations you're facing can change. I'm not saying, I want you to hear this. Prayer is not a magic wand you are not Harry Potter whenever you pray okay you are not just a magician going alakazoo ala and everything changes to exactly what you wanted sometimes what you pray you don't see I'm gonna be honest with you you don't see it the you don't see it and when I say you don't see it I mean you don't see it the way that you wanted to see it. It doesn't mean that he's not moving. It just means we got to move ourselves out of the way. And once again, continue to pray his will, his purpose, his plans. And whenever you walk in the spirit, guess what? You know his purpose, his will, his plan. So you pray according to his will, his purpose, his plans. Let me encourage you today. Let's step into a new determination and perseverance to pray continue to pray and let's have effective prayers by enacting these in our life now next week i'm going to teach how jesus taught us to pray there's a way that jesus taught us to pray very familiar passage of scripture we'll preach out of next week and we're going to jump into all those that there is a way that jesus actually teaches us to pray once again i'm echoing right now the importance of prayer jesus knew the importance for you to communicate with him. So he's given us this great tool, prayer, to communicate with him our needs, our desires, and his will into our life. Remember, prayer is an earthly life license for heavenly interference. Will you stand to your feet this morning? Amen. Will you lift both hands? I'm going to pray over you this morning. Let's pray together, church. Lord, I just thank you right now for everyone in this room. I thank you for a new hunger to pray. I thank you, Father, right now that this house, this church, high praise, will be known as a house of prayer. I thank you, God, that you have given us tools on how to have effective and powerful prayer. For your word says, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that as we stand in righteousness, as we stand in the blood of Jesus, as we stand declaring the word and the authority of Jesus, as we pray with thankful hearts, As we pray in the way that you have taught us to pray, God, I thank you that we will see your will, your purpose, your plans, your callings come forth. Lord, every perfect thing that you have for us, we thank you. We will see in its perfect time as we pray in accordance to your word. So God, we thank you for everything you've done. We thank you for everything you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Will you give God a hand clap of praise in this room today? Amen.